The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Many of you already know that we recently constituted a new Primitive Baptist Church in our area. Blooming Grove Independent Missionary Baptist Church had existed since 1860 and had faithfully held to the doctrines of grace as believed among Primitive Baptists for all of those years. There were a few differences in their practice, but recently they reached out to us at Zion for help in supplying their pulpit, and ultimately they decided to convert and become a Primitive Baptist Church. On May 27th of this year, we held a church constitution service where they affirmed their desire to become Primitive Baptists and adopted Primitive Baptist Articles of Faith and also affirmed their commitment to conducting their worship services in accordance with Primitive Baptist practices, including a cappella singing and the washing of the saints' feet at the communion service. Today's message that we're posting is the charge that I preached to them at this Constitution service, which was a very, very sweet service where we had approximately 200 people, including over 20 elders, making up the Presbytery. Join us today as we listen to the charge to Blooming Grove Primitive Baptist Church. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit.
I do want to take a few minutes and just say a few things about uh, to, to Blooming Grove Church particularly, but in, I hope it's applicable to all of us. I want to say this in your presence, and I get chills when I say it. What we are witnessing here today are events of biblical proportion, okay? Biblical proportion. When, when we get depressed and downcast and we, we get to feeling sorry for ourselves or struggling with, with just the daily grind of life, even in our churches, we need to remember that our God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He is able and he is willing, praise God, he is willing to bless us. And I realize we have no claim upon his blessings. There's, we don't deserve what we're experiencing here at Zion Church or Blooming Grove or Bethlehem or any other church that's experienced the blessings of God. We don't deserve it. And no man can claim, uh, I of all, at least of all, let me just say, less than the least of all saints, I least of all can claim any kind of uh, 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 credit for anything that's going on, except that we all are required to be faithful. We're required to, to, to faith. He, he doesn't pick us up on Sunday morning out of the bed and slap us down into the church pew. He does expect us to get up and get ready and come to church. But none of us can claim to be anything other than an unprofitable servant when we do that. In the first chapter of First Thessalonians, Paul was inspired to write some words that remind me of where we are today. And, and indeed, I want to say to you, Blooming Grove Primitive Baptist Church, Paul could have been writing to you, and he could have been writing to us. And indeed he was through the Thessalonican church, but understand this could have been to us. Now listen to what he says. We've, we've already heard parts of it, and I'm going to kind of I'm going to belabor this, but I want to share a few thoughts with you that maybe go along with, hopefully, definitely go along with what Brother Ronald has said, but maybe a little different direction on a few things as well, or a little elaboration on it, I should say. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to notice the first thing Paul does to that church is he kind of, I would call this a charge, because I believe that's what it is. He says, he reassures them of their position, okay? He says they are in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, I want to say to you, if you are a true church, and I believe you are, and I believe many of the true, God's true churches are represented here, then you are in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You can rest assured in that. It's not just another organization. You may be a member of the Lions Club. You may be a member of the Rotary Club. You may be a member of some other club. It's okay to be a member of some of those clubs, but beloved, this isn't a club. This is not an organization. It's an organism. It's living. It's a body. It's not just a, uh, you know, I'm not the CEO of Zion Church. <laughs> I'm the pastor. I'm the under-shepherd. And I've not been put here because I ran a political campaign to get elected pastor. I'm here, I believe, because the Lord appointed me to be your pastor. You believe that as Zion Church. You have Brother Buddy now as your pastor because you believe the Lord has appointed him to be your pastor. He believes that he's been called to be your pastor. You know, it's not about us. I love what Brother Buddy said. I'm thankful for that attitude because, you know, sometimes we get to thinking it's all about us, don't we? I mean, Elijah did. <laughs> you know what that'll do to you if you think it's all about you, as a preacher particularly? 
It'll either get you lifted so far up in pride that you're worthless to the kingdom, or it'll get you so far down in despair that you're worthless to the kingdom. Okay? I mean, what, was, what good was Elijah doing anybody out there under the juniper tree? Nothing. Nothing. He said, that's it, you know. And, and really, it was, you know, if you really get down to the root of the matter, it was pride. It was really pride. He thought everything God was doing in this life was wrapped up in his ministry. And, he, and now this, this, this woman gets after him after this. Let me, let me just say this to us all here, by the way. This is a mountaintop experience. No doubt it is. I know it is for you. I know it is for me. I know it is for all of us here. But be, beware because it's after the mountaintop experience that the valley shows up. You know, Elijah had the mountaintop experience. He slew, what, 800 prophets there, whatever it was. And, and man, can you imagine how high he was flying and then one woman said, I'm going to kill you. I don't want to get off too far in this, but you, you preacher brother know what I'm talking about. I can preach on Sunday morning, and if I had 100 people in the congregation, 99 of them could tell me what a great job I did, and one person say, I didn't like that at all, Brother Chris. That's all I think about the rest of the week. <laughs> all I think about. I'm down in the dumps. I'm ready to hand in my credentials. I'm done, you know, because one person. They might not even been in the spirit, you know. But Elijah thought it was all about him, and it wasn't. He said, Elijah, just remember, I got 7,000 people right. over here that haven't bowed their knees to Baal. You know, sometimes we look around at numbers in our churches, and we get down and out about that. But just remember that God is working when we don't see him. Yes. He is working when we don't see him. The church, the true church of God is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, wait a minute. You say, I thought there's a third person in the Godhead somewhere around here. Is that, what about being in the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't know that this is, there's a, you should read too much into this about that, except that I will say this. If it is a, indeed a true church, the Holy Spirit is in you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Jesus has gone back. He said, if I go, I'll send the comforter. And, and what does he say over there in John chapter 14? He said, the comforter who shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Now, I know he's speak, speaking specifically to those apostles, but I believe the comforter is still with us today. And when he's come, he says, he said, it's the spirit of truth. It said, he shall make you jump pews and roll around in the aisle and... Speaking tongues, uh, no, no, no. I know tongues were a gift in that day. But let me tell you what he'll do. You want to, you want to see, you know, I, 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 I'm not, not trying to be critical, but you, we see people that are in churches, organizations, that all, it's all about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit experience. Holy Spirit going to make you jump up and shout and run around. Listen, I wanted to shout this morning, okay? I thought Brother Ricky Harcrow was going to fly up through the roof at one point. I thought he was. But he, you know, he had the Spirit this morning. The Spirit was in him, but... But he wasn't preaching about the Spirit, was he? He was preaching about Jesus. Now listen, it's not that there's a difference. Don't, don't misunderstand me. They're equal God. We, all that's God. God. God the Holy Spirit. God the Son. God the Father. They're co-equal. But notice what the Spirit primarily does. It testifies of Jesus. It says, He shall testify of me. And he said, If I depart, I'll send him to you. And John 16, 13 says, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. Now, praise God. I, I hear, let me just say this too. I hear men say that the Spirit gave me some additional inspiration. <laughs> but
But you know what Jesus said in John 16, 13? He said, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. I want to say to you this morning that there is no new inspiration. We have it all right here. Yeah. As I heard a preacher say one time, if God were to speak out of heaven today, he'd just repeat something he wrote there in the Bible. Okay? That's all he do. So if you hear some new inspiration coming from this pulpit, stop it. <laughs> stop me. But you see, he, he reassured them where they were and he exhorted them unto grace and peace. He said, grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I exhort you unto grace and peace because, beloved, I want to say to you, there's nothing more that we need in this church, the church that's in the world, than grace and peace. We need it and we know where it comes from. Grace comes from our Father, and He is the God of all peace. And as long as we abide in Him, we'll have that. And then He gives thanks to God. He said, we give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers. Notice He said, the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of thanksgiving was always on Paul's lips. You know, sometimes he was thankful for the gifts of God. But sometimes he was thankful for the people of God. I want to say to you this evening, I'm thankful for the people of Blooming Grove Church. I'm thankful for what we found when we went up there, which Tim and I already knew existed because we came out of uh, the group of churches that this church was part of. And, and, and I want to say to you, many prayers have been and continue to be offered up on your behalf and will not stop just to, because this service ends today. And then he says, remembering your, without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope, and our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. I'm not going to spend any time on that because Brother Ronald covered it so well, but I just want to say this. That work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ is very, sounds very much like what we found when we started coming up there to preach to Blooming Grove Church about a year and a half ago. And by the way, we didn't have some scheme of man or some program to convert the church. And we had a plan all right. But it was just to preach the simplicity of Christ. Unto you. I determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You see, I, I, I say this and I don't really mean it. I say I wish I could take credit. I really know I, I can't and I'm glad I can't take credit. But that's sort of a figure of speech. I couldn't take credit if I wanted to. We didn't go up there with some enticing words of man's wisdom you know they didn't they didn't <laughs> I, I know this because I've I have to edit my own sermons you know I have to edit them every even put them up on the internet trust me I know how bad a preacher I am okay <laughs> I know I, I know every uh and uh okay <clears throat> you know all that stuff I have to edit out and and I know how I, I say you know blue when I meant red or I say something you know I, I, I know how bad a preacher I, I you know if I wanted to take credit, I couldn't. All me and these other preachers that have gone up there have done is preach the gospel to this people. Preach the gospel to you. Amen. And we found a people that was already grounded in the belief and trust in the complete sufficiency of the shed blood of Christ. We found a people that were already laboring in faith, laboring in love, and being patient in hope. We found this among these constituting members and also among those who have not yet joined the new work but have supported it and prayed for it and continue to attend and worship at this place, this Blooming Grove Primitive Baptist Church. As a matter of fact, we found a fellowship there that's almost identical. As Brother Buddy was talking about it, the, the fellowship within your church. 
is a sweet fellowship. I came back the first time I've been up there. I told Sherry, I said, it feels like a Primitive Baptist right. Fellowship, Primitive Baptist Church. Some of our preachers that have been there know what I'm talking about. The benefit you're getting today is that I hope it enhances that fellowship, but I hope you also see that there's an inter-church fellowship here. There's more than just a few. Uh, praise God, one of the things that I found when I came to Zion Church was that there was a whole kingdom of God out there. There was a whole world out there that I didn't know about that believed like I did and preached like I wanted to preach and I believed the Bible said I should. And, and praise God, we see these, these men sitting here and in the congregation that are, that are so sound and we're so thankful for that. And then notice that he said, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. Now, we've already talked about election. It's one of the fundamental doctrines of your articles of faith, one of the fundamental doctrines of faith, uh, of, the, of the scriptures. And it says he knew their election of God. How did he know it? And how do we know it? Well, we know it because the gospel came in power and not just in word only, you see. See, and that knowing, by the way, is not some kind of arrogant, never doubting, based upon something I did kind of knowing, okay? It's not do you know that you know that you know because you did something sometime in the past. No, it is a knowledge based on hope. And hope is not a fanciful wish, but a confident expectation. And, and by the way, it's a, the hope is based on knowledge. It's based upon the knowledge that the scripture has told us that, it is, that, that Jesus Christ came to save his people from their sins. And he did just that. <laughs> he did, that's what the hope is all about. It's a hope based on knowledge of what the scriptures say. And notice they didn't just hear it and say, well, you know, when it's convenient, I'll hear you again. <laughs> no, they, they heard and they believed, and they were assured, and they followed, and they received. Notice it says, Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power and Holy Ghost and much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord. I'm glad you follow me. I'm glad Zion Church follows me, but I hope you will only follow me ever as I follow the Lord. You see, when I start getting off, I hope you get me back on track, you see. And they received the word in much affliction. This wasn't an easy thing to do. You know, when I came to join Zion Church, I got a lot of criticism. There was a lot of affliction. I have to, I got to, I'm ashamed of this. When my brother joined the Primitive Baptist, I gave him much affliction. <laughs> he did. See there, you don't have to, hey, this is not the time for the Presbytery to be commenting. <laughs> I've got the pulpit, okay? <laughs> Brother Philip, I have, I have repented over and over of the, all the times of the grief I gave him because, praise God, he was patient. He was patient with me. And ultimately, when I came, there was much affliction. When you've come to join and to do this, you've, you've had criticism. You've had affliction. You've had opposition. And listen, let me just say to you, just because today ends and, and everything is wonderful and all that doesn't mean it's going to end, that the affliction is going to end, okay? Some people say, join the church, your problems are over. No, I'm sorry to tell you, join the church, your problems start in some ways. <laughs> in some ways they start. Uh, but, but it's worth it. 
It's a treasure in a field, okay? It's a treasure in a field. And he didn't just buy the treasure. If I could just buy the treasure, I would. He bought the field. The field had weeds and potholes and stump holes and rocks and all kinds of things, no doubt, in it. But it was worth it because the treasure was there. Beloved, the church of the living God, the, whether you, whether Primitive Baptist Church the, uh, here at Zion or anywhere you see, the church of the living God is not perfect. It's filled with problems. It's, you know why? Because it's filled with people. <laughs> you know, if you find a perfect church, I always tell people, don't join it. You'll mess it up. <laughs> the church won't be perfect until we get to heaven. Amen. One day, one day. But the church is not perfect, and your lives won't be perfect in the church. And it won't be perfect from here on out, but it will be worth it. Amen. It will be worth it. I want to tell you something that that man did. He didn't sit down and calculate up how much can I spend on this field. Let me, let me, let me see if I can afford it. No, I really can't afford it now. Maybe next year I'll make a little more money and I'll come. No. He went and he sold everything he had to purchase that field. That's what the, the field, that treasure is the church. That treasure is what we're doing here. I've sold my Saturday today to buy the treasure. Amen. I could sell it. I wish I could sell every day of the week. Praise God. They became followers. And notice finally that his third charge, third or fourth charge, however you want to count it, was a vision for them. You know, we're told in Proverbs that where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he wanted, he had a vision for them. He, he wanted, he told them, you are already examples, in samples to all them that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. And beloved, I say to you that he was also saying he wanted them to continue to be examples. You are an example. You're an example. One of the primary purposes of the church in the world is to be an example. You have already been an example. My charge to you is to continue to be an example. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, we read the walking papers of the church, basically. In that great constitutional service there, you might say, of the kingdom of God, when, on, the, on the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount there, he starts off with the Beatitudes, and he gets down to verse 14, and he says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I say to you, Blooming Grove Primitive Baptist Church, let your light shine before men. We're called, for no, it's, it's for a reason that Paul called the church the pillar and the ground of the truth. The ground is what something is built upon. It's the foundation. The pillar holds that something up for all to see, okay? It's not enough for the church just to be built upon the truth. It must also hold it up Amen. for all to see, you see. Sometimes we just stand on the ground but don't hold anything up. Beloved, the primitive Baptist church can become the best kept secret in the community if you're not careful. <laughs> but it ought not be that way. It ought to be a light. You've already been an example the kingdom of God and the world. I can tell you, I can't, I can't tell you how many people have contacted me about this day and how encouraged among our people they have been. And then he wanted them to evangelize. Evangelism is not a dirty word. 
It's not an Armenian word. The way they use it is bad. But you know what evangelism is? It's simply, I heard it put this way. It's just one hobo telling another hobo where to find something to eat. That's what evangelism is. You know, you can come down here and be fed. That's all it is. You know, it's not banging on doors and knocking down doors and barriers. It's going through doors that the Lord has opened and giving an answer to every man that asketh of the hope that lieth within you. And by the way, you know what the best evangelism tool is? Hey, come and see. Come and see. You know, sometimes people say, what do y'all believe at the Primitive Baptist Church? Well, we this and we that. And used to, I'd say, we don't do this, we don't do that. We don't, you know, well, I mean, sometimes it's appropriate to talk about the differences. But generally speaking, it's, hey, we just, we just have simple worship. Just, you know, this is, we believe this. We believe, just, just come and see. <laughs> just come and see, you know. I charge you to tell people to come and see. Come and see. And notice, finally, I just got to say this before I close. It says, they, in verse 9, they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. The resurrection is indeed our great hope. But notice what it said they did. They turned to God from idols. This people at Blooming Grove Church we're not worshiping idols. That's not what this is. That's not what I'm. That's not the application of this that I want to make today. But this people, beloved, at Blooming Grove Church, could have turned to idols. One of the main reasons we're here today is they could not find among their people preachers that would preach sound doctrine, as we believe that these men stand for. It would have been easy to compromise. It would have been easy to say, you know, this church has been here since 1860 with this particular name. We don't want to change it. We don't want to do what all is necessary to convert to Primitive Baptist uh, and become in full fellowship with Primitive Baptist. But they did not do that. And instead, they came to the point where they said the truth is more important than anything else. The truth that's preached is the most important thing. And it's not whether we have a piano. It's not whether we're called... Baptist or Methodist or anything or even primitive Baptist for that matter but they said this is where we find the truth and this is where we want to be over in Acts the 11th chapter some tidings came to Jerusalem that some of the Grecians the Greeks had received the word of God and they sent a man named Barnabas to check it out and we're told in verse 23 that when he came and had seen the grace of God he was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. I want to leave you with this charge, beloved. I charge and exhort you, Blooming Grove Primitive Baptist Church, that with purpose of heart you continue to cleave unto the Lord, to keep the fellowship of the body of Christ ever foremost in your minds and hearts, and to remember that you are called to serve Him and Him only. Praise God for his unspeakable gift. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. 
If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.